0: Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, executive director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And with us, we have today Kate Ransom and Lisa Vopel from Serafine String Quartet. Did I pronounce your names correctly? The the French one. That's very good. Vopel. Vopel. There you go. (laughs) Sounded good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks uh, to both of you for having the the time to come uh, and and visit us. And, And as always, Serafine String Quartet always has good news. And uh, willing to share those news, let's just go straight to um, bring up uh, to people's memories about Seraphine String Quartet. Maybe Kate, uh, could you please
1: refresh what you guys are all about uh, and, and what you do Okay, Yeah, I'd be happy to. Well, Seraphine String Quartet uh, gave its debut in the uh, Carnegie Recital Hall, now mm-hmm. known as Weill Recital Hall in New York City, in 2004. We Mm -hmm. are based in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Um, We do most of our rehearsing in the Wilmington area. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are the the Quartet in Residence for the University of Delaware. So at the University of Delaware, we work with young chamber Mm -hmm. music students um, in the music department. Mm -hmm. We do on-campus what we call informances. We collaborate within the music department and Mm -hmm. with other departments Mm -hmm. to do um, all sorts of performance activities on campus. And then we do outreach and recruitment on behalf of the university um, throughout the United States. There you go.
0: So, uh, and, and reading your bios in the website, this is a very distinguished uh, company that you have in there. So, how, the, how did you get together in the first place?
1: What well, was the need
0: behind, or what originated Seraphine string quartet?
1: Well, believe it or not, in two thousand and one mm-hmm. the quartet was asked, I mean, I was asked to put a string quartet together specifically to play one concert at the Wilmington Public Library. Just one concert, one concert. um they had they were experimenting uh, at the library with doing um some performances, okay, and bringing people in for art as well at that mm-hmm. point. And um, so I said, I had been arranging um chamber concerts in Wilmington, mm-hmm. so for example, at First and Central Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. putting together groups mostly with piano and strings. Mm-hmm. But at Wilmington Public Library, they wanted a string quartet. I said, well, I think I can do that. So I put a group. It's <laughs> right part of my forte. <laughs> right. I think I can figure this out. So um, I did put a group together, mm-hmm. and the original membership included Louis, Luigi mm-hmm. um, Tony Simmons, myself, and a cellist who lived in the Fort Washington, Pennsylvania area. Okay. Um, And we just, we prepared for a whole year because this, uh, undertaking a program of string quartet works is, um, you know, a serious business. It takes a lot of time to do justice mm-hmm. to it. It's not something you can really throw together. Wing it. It's not necessarily no. the type of thing right. that you just wing it one night and that's it. Right. So it came up to be time for the concert and the promoter, the you know, the presenter at the Wilmington Public Library said, "Okay, what's the name of your group?" And I said, "Well, we don't have a name." He said, "Well, I need a name for your group, <laughs> yes. um, so that I can do some promotion." I said, "Well, let me work on that." So I made up the name Seraphin String Quartet. Uh-huh. Seraphin being the name of the maker of my violin. I right, that was one of the questions. Why the name? And there you go. Sure enough, a guy named Sanctus Seraphin. Uh-huh. Made my violin in 1728 uh-huh. um, in Venice. And so that's the name we used. And then we had such a good time preparing for the concert that the four of us decided to we move forward and, and do more concerts. And then um, David Shalott at First and Central Church mm-hmm. uh, kind of simultaneously asked me about doing a residency program there. Mm-hmm. So that gave the quartet a reason to have to prepare up to four Uh, major concerts every year for quite a few years.
0: And that was a good reason to stay together.
1: Yeah. Now membership has changed and evolved over time, and Uh we welcomed Lisa Vopel to our group after a national search to Mm -hmm. replace a longtime first violinist, Tim Mm -hmm. Schwartz, who was moving on to another job Mm -hmm. that would preclude his ability to stay in the quartet. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's been a delight to welcome Lisa. She's worked with us now Uh, Going on two years, one and a half years, and uh, even the process of choosing each other, Mm -hmm. um, because quartet, you don't just fill a spot. The person who's coming into the group is every bit as much choosing the rest of you as you are choosing that that's, person. That's a good point.
0: It's yeah. probably even, well, the closest to that is marriage, I think. Yeah, there's some bad
1: <laughs> jokes about that, which I won't repeat <laughs> on the air.
2: Because <laughs> you select each other. Did you feel that way, Lisa? When oh, you were- certainly. Yes. I was, I had my my questions that I I, I definitely ran by the quartet when I was doing the audition. Mm-hmm. and well, I mean, my audition, in quotes, was, you know, not just a, a single hour or anything. We spent how many hours did we spend over 20 hours together determining?
0: Questioning each other or or playing and questioning? Mostly
2: playing, a lot of musical questioning, I guess you could call it. Um, Uh We rehearse together. Well, I guess the process started by just reading together, which means four people get together and, Uh you know, bring the same music and, uh, you know, prepare ahead of time. But you're just sort of playing, you know, at your best level, just with people you've never played with before necessarily, you know. You might you might have run across them in certain other circumstances, so but that
0: gives certainly a different uh, spin to uh, mm-hmm. uh, speed dating. This is not by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination speed dating. We, yeah, we like... should
2: we should look to speed dating. I suppose <laughs> get our process going. So then we rehearsed. Uh-huh. We actually had some you know as if we were preparing preparing for a concert. And then a few days later, they called me back and said, "How about?" Uh, We have a second session, and that second session is going to include an actual concert. So this was months later we planned this. Um, I think they were interviewing other folks along the way. And so um, I think maybe three months later, we Mm -hmm. had several intense days of actual rehearsing for an hour long concert that we played Mm -hmm. and that was you know a very interesting gauge of you know what's going to happen when we're in the moment that's
0: an interesting spin that I was not expecting to get but this is quite informing Mm -hmm. I had no idea how intense that might be but you described uh, Kate in a very nice way you spend a lot of time together Mm -hmm. you have to communicate to each other without even saying words but musically speaking so how do you get the clues but just by 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 rehearsing and and, and spending time together
1: it's um, I mean I think playing string quartets and working together as a string quartet it's a very complex mm-hmm.
2: dynamic
1: um, mm-hmm. in how you relate and you're you're hitting on some of the key points you have to relate without words when you're uh-huh. making the music but then you have to relate with words when you're working it out in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. You have to make decisions together because you're also a business partnership. Right. You're going to be earning money and managing money together. Um, you're going to make decisions about artistic things. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to make decisions about um, the promotion and advancement of your mm-hmm. business, if you will. What concerts to take or not to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you're So you're pooling your resources at every level. And then you're going to spend a lot of intense time together, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be making a lot of artistic decisions that are passionately driven. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone comes from their own point of view. Um, Mm -hmm. We take it all really to heart and really seriously. So um, it's a very, very special meeting ground for four people. And so compatibility, sense of humor, these things are important to us. Mm -hmm. Point of view, even worldview, it's important. That mm-hmm. we are uh, aligned enough and in sync um, at so many levels. Yes. It's a very, very happy seraph and string quartet right now, um, and about as compatible a mm-hmm. four way relationship as I could even dream of. I've been in other quartets, as have the others, other ensembles, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we have just an extraordinary meeting ground right now wa- around what we're doing, why we're doing it, and mm-hmm. what we want to do through it and with it.
0: Let's, uh, since we are talking about this this intense relationship, um, what happens in the middle of a concert? And, and, and you <laughs> All detect- kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but let's assume that some of you, whoever, um, you detect like an, a slight error or things that happen as as every human being. How do you communicate at that moment in time? Uh, do you cover for each other? You, you tell me how that happened. Lisa. Sure,
2: I kind of love those moments because that's the spontaneity right. of what it is when you're playing in a group and somebody does something you're not expecting, mm-hmm. and nobody there is there to react except you know the four of us. We don't have a conductor who's gonna make some on the on the spot decision, uh-huh. which is great because we're each re- responsible for that particular um, I guess relationship and and to me when we come across those kind of moments in a concert it just sort of Sometimes I might laugh, you know, to myself, probably not out loud, but I just, I like those sort of, okay, we're taking a new direction. Right. We didn't maybe rehearse this exactly like this, but that's kind of the best kind of moment because the, the newness of what happens after that can be really So you just
1: embrace incredible. the situation. Well, One, yeah. Real-time music making is mm-hmm. so exciting, and that's why people who under- get acquainted with and start to understand about live performance is that even when everything's going just right, it's always a new experience you you never know what is going to happen what happens
0: since music is so personal particularly for both of you what happens when you are actually taken by the music to the point that you you're playing and you continue playing without even knowing that you are doing something maybe in a way at that moment in time original
1: Hmm. well david brownberg said a great thing to me one time when we were chatting about music um we were talking about how you rehearse and you rehearse and practice, 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 and you do it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So, and, but then what he said was, and then the most important thing is to forget. Forget all that and just be, be. with the music. Another interesting thing though about us musicians, mm-hmm. um, you know, we feel the music very passionately and we craft what we're doing a lot in the Seraphim Quartet for example. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like say jazz where mm-hmm. it is by definition supposed to be at in the moment spontaneous. We spend a lot of time saying here's what we believe this phrase or this character of the music mm-hmm. is about mm-hmm. and here's what we want to do and here's how we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the same token, when you get into the performance setting, um, you might be in a little bit different tempo than you would have expected mm-hmm. because somebody might be in this mood or that mood They might, mm-hmm. might be feeling elevated or not. Um, mm-hmm. They might be a little excited about being mm-hmm. in the concert setting versus um, in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, practice, practice, practice and plan, plan, plan. And then you Just go with what be. happens. Let it go. And you have a very busy end of the year, so we're going to go there. But let me re-engage
0: with the audience to let them know that you are listening to Delaware State of the Arts, a news radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. We have today Serafine String Quartet and Kate Ransom and Lisa Vopel. Did I? Am I improving God my French? Perfect. There you go. <laughs> so let's go back to, since now we, we have our memories refreshed with this beautiful uh, Seraphine string quartet and, and, and the relationship. I love that concept of a relationship. It's, it's really, it describes a lot what you guys are doing. Uh, but let's talk about what you have, uh, the plans for the rest of the year, what's in the pipeline, what do you want to share and people need to know so they enjoy the music with you.
2: I'd like to add add to that. Um, So, you know, we are a relationship in the four people that, Mm -hmm. we, you know, Mm -hmm. comprises our our group. But our our one of our main mission Mm -hmm. um, purposes is connecting with an audience. So developing our relationship with the audience. And so it's so important for us to always feel like, you know, maybe after the concert, during the concert, we've established some sort of new connection mm-hmm. to every audience member. And we're out in Kennett um, Kennet Square for a mm-hmm. few concerts coming up where um, we have a Sip and Saver series. Mm-hmm. And we're really trying to connect to the audiences we have we we do some talking in our performances but mm-hmm. we're really trying to um open people's minds to what the pieces are that we're bringing to them mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in a different way than they might have experienced them before so we come up with connections to sometimes literature poetry sometimes Current events or historical events, mm-hmm. and we, we really put these pieces in in some sort of context for the audience, mm-hmm. and we want it to be a very hands on experience. We often talk to uh, you know the folks who come to our concerts afterwards and love their mm-hmm. feedback, you know, in mm-hmm. sort of telling us what was new for them or what mm-hmm. was special. Um, and so, two of those concerts coming up, we're playing the Grieg G minor String Quartet. November
1: 5th at Kenneth Flash. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a lot of fun. This venue is um, informal. Mm-hmm. You can order some food there. You can BYOB. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a very comfor- comfortable atmosphere. And we're doing these Sip and Savor series. Uh, total of three. Two mm-hmm. coming up. November 5th. They're all Wednesday nights at 730. They last about an hour. Um, so it's not a huge time commitment uh, mm-hmm. for busy people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to deconstruct Grieg's um, String Quartet. Mm-hmm. He, he was the foremost Norwegian composer mm-hmm. and probably still stands there today. Um, but he wrote this wonderful piece. Each piece is like a universe unto itself. And we're going to do a little bit of deconstructing and then play the whole piece for the audience after we bring them into that universe a little more closely. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun.
0: When is that happening? That one Wednesday,
1: you... November 5th.
0: Okay. And then right 7:30. after
1: we'll be at um, on the 7th. Uh-huh. at University of Delaware. That's a Friday night. Um, and we will be collaborating with the wonderful favorite locally and uh, very um, experienced collaborator, Julie Nishimura, at the piano in the Schumann Piano Quintet, mm-hmm. plus a work by Janicek and a work by Mozart, just an extraordinary mm-hmm. group of pieces. And mm-hmm. we're very excited to collaborate with our colleague, Julie.
0: There you go. Well, the Gosh, like uh, the only way of keeping up with uh, you guys, the Seraphine String Quartet is not the Cardassians. That's a different thing. But with Seraphine String Quartet, is going to the website maybe. How can people know what you guys have
1: in a pipeline? That's the best way because there's always something coming up. There's a lot mm-hmm. more than we could uh, talk about today. So it's seraphincwartet.org. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, the whole calendar of our... Activities through Can the they buy the tickets season. just going to? Um, the tickets are handled by each venue, so oh, we I actually see. don't handle that ourselves, but okay. the information how to reach the venue is, is, there. is there on the website. There you yeah. go. Seraphin Quartet.
0: Now, as musicians- I should uh, spell
1: it, though, right? S-E-R-A-F-I-N Quartet. There dot you go. O-R-G.
0: And Seraphine is actually the name of an angel. Seraph, right. I don't know if, if, at least in Spanish. Yeah, Sarah. Seraphine. Yeah, uh, in any event, um, uh, um, let me ask as musicians, that was a question that I wanted to ask. There's always a, a, a musician that connects personally with you. Uh, and maybe that evolves over time. Who's the one that is talking to each one of you these days?
1: Oh, we're pretty into Janacek right now.
0: <laughs> I is mean, right we, now.
1: W- <laughs> I, I like to say my favorite piece is the one I'm playing because... <laughs> We're so fortunate in the quartet repertoire being so rich, uh-huh. and composers like Beethoven wrote 17 string quartets, and uh, Mozart, Haydn wrote 100, and Mozart wrote 23. We have riches, riches, and each one is a uni- universe unto itself, mm-hmm. and each one is a gem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How about you, Lisa?
2: Well, I have to say that Janacek has really been speaking to me recently. I, I had played Janacek before, but not in the in the in-depth kind of way we've been mm-hmm. exploring Janacek and I know we've all read a lot of his writings. The quartet we're playing is called Intimate Voices. Mm-hmm. It was originally originally called Love Letters mm-hmm. and it was based on his longtime passion for this woman, Kamila Stoslova, who was 30 years his junior and he wrote over 700 love letters to well, her. That's
0: inspiration.
2: That's inspiration and the music he t- he talks about in these in these love letters um how the music was directly stemming from his feelings for her. That's it, This was fascinating. kind of an unrequited Love relationship um, in that she was a married woman and I, I think they were friends, um, but it was a true, true passion for him. And the music is just so intense. And when you read the letters and you compare it to what you're hearing, um, it makes sense. It's a whole other world mm. you're, you're experiencing. Sure. So. Mm. This is the, definitely the first way I've experienced Janáček. That
0: got my that attention. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the juices. anyway,
2: let's not go there. Who's yet. had 700 love letters written to them, right?
0: <laughs> well, Imagine that. Yes. And then on top of that music, that, that clearly explains situations in a way that, in an event. So uh, Pipeline, excuse me, what about next year? What do you have in mind? Uh, you always challenge yourselves in many ways. What uh, 2016 is bringing to you? We're actually
1: um, just starting to plan what we want to do in 2016, Mm -hmm. uh, 15-16, the next season. And we usually work about a year ahead both on our repertoire planning, um, uh, securing engagements to play. Um, We are actively um, gaining engagements at locations further afield. Mm-hmm. So we like to get out to other states. We like mm-hmm. to play overseas. And we are planning on continuing our residency at University of All Delaware, right. mm-hmm. do a, lo- a little more uh, recruiting on behalf of the music department mm-hmm. that will take us a little further afield mm-hmm. so that we can facilitate that for the department. There you go. Um, so, but we're just in the planning stages now and we are su- starting to secure some engagements already mm-hmm. for the next season. That's fairly typical.
0: There you go. like ours. And I was, you know what, mentally speaking, I was already in 2015, so I'm thinking about 2016. (laughs) But in any event, it's it's just right there, because we're almost at the end of the year. This year has gone so fast. In any event, uh, tell me about your violins. It got my attention Mm -hmm. that both of you have very special connections to those violins. So in the few minutes
2: we have, how about sharing how on what you got. Sure well uh, as Kate said the the quartet is named after her violin mm-hmm. um, but the the three others of us are very fortunate to be playing on instruments um, from the Testore family. Mm-hmm. Another instrument maker from the 1700s mm-hmm. so the violin I play is a Carlo Antonio Testore from 1741 mm-hmm. and um, it's it's really fascinating working with a group of instruments that speak so closely in their voices. We can mm-hmm. Achieve such an amazing blend. Mm-hmm. And I know there have been a lot of recent, um, uh, let's see, science um, endeavors to say, modern instruments are just the same, but mm-hmm. they never compare them within the quartet. Mm-hmm. And when you get a group of four instruments speaking together in that kind of voice, there's nothing like it.
0: Nothing but to see and really uh, uh, witness what you guys bring to reality, uh, Serafin String Quartet. Thank you very much for having the time today. And uh, just a matter of uh, going there and and wishing you the best and a very successful new uh, season. That's always the case. So you guys continue amazing people. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Thank you.